Start your engines and join me in the new mobile game, RuPaul's Drag Race Superstar. May the best superstar win. Available now. In a world full of straight people, aren't you glad there's WOW Presents Plus, the number one place in the world to see Drag Race? Subscribe to WOW Presents Plus. Still only $4.99. Subscribe today as streamed on TV. I'm Matt McConkie. I'm a writer, actor, and devoted fan of Sex and the City and And Just Like That. And I've spent so much time and energy fervently defending the show that I couldn't help but wonder, should I do a podcast about this? The answer, of course, is no, but And Just Like Matt is more than a podcast. It's a faith-based community with a shared mission to bring back Samantha full-time. And it's also a call to action. It's a plea because I'm begging you just like me. Come on, you know you want to. And maybe after you give this episode a listen, you will. Hello, everyone. We are going to be talking about it just like that. Season 1, Episode Eight, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. That is the title of the episode. That is also my emotional state because I am with two absolutely bewitching angels. First, a true podcasting legend, Johnny McGovern, host and creator of Hey Queen, Look at Her, Go Go for the Gold. You can find him podcasting at patreon.com slash gayest of all time. Johnny McGovern, good morning and hello. Honey, I've been waiting to be here. I'm an avid listener of this show and a mega fan of And Just Like That, honey. I love it. I'm grateful that we have the girls back in our life. And like the rest of America, my other hobby is complaining about the show. Great. So I love it. We're going to do all of those. Soak it up. And I also love to complain. (laughs) We're going to do all of that. Um, But before we do, let's bring in our second guest. He needs no introduction, Mm -hmm. but you have seen him in Spoiler Alert and Mac and Rita and Search Party and the horror of Dolores Roach, Jeffrey Self. Hello, friend. Hi, how are you? So happy to see you both. Jeffrey, where are you in the world? Speaking of then just like that, I live not even, I think, three blocks now from the Carrie Bradshaw house. Oh, wow. So I'm, I, am, I am speaking to you live from the scene of the magic and the crime God. and the center of it all. The other day, when I was when I came here a couple of weeks ago and I was partner on take, Augie and I were, our, my husband were lined up, like, you know, people in New York, they line up for to see an open house and we were lined up in the west village to look at an apartment which is not the one we ended up getting but the uh as we're standing there there jessica parker herself walks by giant chunky headphones mm-hmm. a three lives bookstores tote bag which is a great bookstore in the west village and just smiling at the fall day the crisp the crisp sunday weather and it was a beautiful Let's fucking move to New York moment. Yeah. And now we now we are yeah. Once you've been blessed by the angel of the West Village, you know, that's the absolute best sign. You know, it's wow. funny you say that because Johnny, I'd love your take on this too. When I am in New York and we're usually in the West Village, you're gonna see her on the street, and it is now a known thing. She always wears the giant cans, sort of a 
you know, way to signal to people I don't really want to be stopped and spoken to. So I have this ongoing conversation in, in my house where I'm like, you know, I feel like at this point, I have this podcast. I've interviewed Michael Patrick a couple times. He's my best friend, basically. I know Andy. I think I could actually make an approach and not just seem like another psychotic gay. My husband says, absolutely not. I feel the same way because I met her once, like very, very much pre-COVID. So, I mean, this is so long ago. I don't know why I'm marking it with a pandemic, but it, it, it's that is how I'm marking it. And I, oh, my dog is walking over to the phone and I feel like I could do the same, but I honestly think she would probably call the police if I tried to <laughs> speak to her because I would probably be a raving lunatic. It is wacky to me. I mean, I'm sure it's just how it shook out, but like, it's so funny to me that like she hasn't chosen another area to move to since the success of that show. I'm like, wouldn't you like want to not live near the start of the show? Like, I, it's like, <laughs> I, like it's like Daisy Duck, like like move out of Disneyland, baby. You know, right. it, it's odd, but I appreciate it. I didn't know that the hands on the ear were was I didn't know that was a way to to deter people to talk to her until I was listening to her on Howard Stern, right. And then I got the the whole spiel of, you know, her talking about taking the subway. And I mean, I'm not even getting on the subway. I, I don't want to, I don't even want to do that. I, yeah, so neither I do I. Nobody's approaching me. But yeah, she's, no, she, no, you ask her for a selfie. She's, her line is, it's illegal, which is sort of a joke, but also just confused. It's, it works because mm. you're like, oh, oh okay. I, and then she's gone. And then she's gone. And then Matt, it's your job to approach her. Now, we all know she will think you're a lunatic homosexual, and you will be one. But yeah. it you you've done the impossible. You've gone from a fan of Sex in the City and then just like that to Michael Patrick King's best friend, the Dearest. host of this show. The you're, you're right contact. there in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When he fills out a little form, you are on it. So right. you've got to you've got to do it for us. You've got to do it for the fans, and you never know. You were just on Watch What Happens Live. So you are basically best friends with her best friend. So you've got the degrees of separation to make it happen. Yeah, baby. at this point, it seems like it would be rude to not say hello. You know, given yeah. how, how close we Didn't are. Say anything. Yeah. She's listening I, to this show right now. Of course. Do you think she knows anything about this show? Has has your BFF given you any education? I haven't even dared to a... ask. And I think probably because deep down sure. I know she has no idea and has no interest. And I don't want to be told that so explicitly. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> probably not. The fantasy, the unknown is much more charming. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm just rehashing the same information over and over again. You know, Kim Cattrall is aware of it, has blocked me on Instagram. Mm. This is something i keep talking about so that is something i'm proud of a legendary block sweetie thank you and twitter or at i no just insta i mean i don't even use x but yeah insta on all on all accounts so i get it i've i've been through been through it as well i'm sure she will not watch me jerk off she just won't do it i'm sorry what me on OnlyFans. She just will not watch me jerk off. <laughs> you cut out for a second. Did you say Kim has blocked you on OnlyFans? Yeah. 
it was it was a throwaway. It, it, oh, it was meant it, to be a throwaway joke. Now. I thought you were giving me actual information about you having. No, a- no, 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 no. I can't believe that she blocked you on there. Do you think she heard an episode? I'd love to, again, I'd love to believe it. I doubt that's even true. I think she probably was just going on a spree, just anything that was hashtagging her related to the show, you know? Like, honey, get him out of there. Yeah. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Johnny, talk to me about your history with the original show. Did you watch every week as it was originally airing? What's going on? I don't think I, I definitely, by the time the finale came around, it was a moment I remember really being into when the finale came. I think I started dipping in later. I was like living in New York and working at nightclubs. So honey, I was living sex in the city. So I wasn't really rushing home to get HBO at that time, but I did start dipping in. And by the time the finale was there, I mean, I was living but it wasn't until later like like many years later that one new year's day after a long night of inappropriate partying i laid in bed and i watched from episode one to the finale over a course of several days episode one of season one really yeah oh wow as the Lord I intended. did a mega bed, a bed day, multi bed day binge where all I did was watch Sex and the City all the way through. And I hadn't gone. I don't think I had ever seen like season one until then. Wow. Where were they talking to the camera and they're doing all that stuff? So, I mean, I really got in then. But I mean, I wasn't I wasn't like rushing home to watch it at the time. But I much later have watched them so many times. Loved it lived it so yeah johnny was working in new york nightlife i was in college jeffrey was not even born yet when the show came out i was just a twinkle (laughs) in my mother's eye just Um, a baby yeah it's so fun to get to just to kind of catch up to y'all's generation (laughs) like that must be hard it's so interesting now i (laughs) I was not, we didn't have HBO. I mean, I guess I was, I guess I was in high school when Sex and the City, like, was first. Wait, what year did it premiere? Do we know? I think it was 98. It's pre-9-11, so. Yeah, because yeah, I think it ended in, like, what, 2004? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so around 98. So, because uh, that Sailor episode, I think, Fleet Week is the is the 9-11 episode. Like, I think that's, like, one that says in my, in my memory of you know, nine eleven or whatever. Right. But uh, so I would have been in middle school when it started. Oh. And then I didn't get that into it. Also, like to be like casually bragging about being in your now in your late thirties is is <laughs> appalling. But um, I um like and so yeah, men's spry. <laughs> um, I didn't, but we didn't have HBO, so I didn't like get into it until I had seen it like. I think we i think maybe i'd rented like maybe even a vhs i want to say but it might have been a dvd of the first se- first like couple of the first season maybe and i watched it and got really into it and then i i had this very vivid memory of a the summer it would have been at some point in high school i had ordered all the dvds and i guess it had ended at that point and i stayed up all night every night watching them on my computer in bed eating saltines with butter and just waiting for the sun to come up 
so I could go to play practice, be the Artful Dodger and Oliver at the community theater the next day. And wow. um, that was I have a, that was my first intro. But I would say I'd probably seen the original series all the way through. I would say on like a binge of all of it from start to finish at least 20 times. Wow. That's hard. I'm, I'm You're a regular Carrie Bradshaw. I, I, yeah, I am in that I have a lot of time on my hands and, and, and quite not great with money. <laughs> but you are the you collection. You absolutely identify as a Carrie. I gotta assume, Jeffrey. Everybody want to see themselves as a Carrie. I feel like I'm, I would like to see myself as a Carrie, but I'm probably more of the like bunny, the mother in law <laughs> to Charlotte. Like, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm anywhere near the, um, sexually alluring quirkiness of a sarah jessica parker playing carrie bradshaw but what do you guys what well, do you how do you uh, by the way that's exactly what a carrie would say i'm also gonna peg johnny as if i'm gonna peg johnny right now as a samantha i mean am i wrong sure i mean we're definitely we're living a samantha lifestyle at the time honey we were living a samantha lifestyle yeah, but everyone wants to it. think they're a sensitive carrie to do the voiceover but yeah, at the t- certainly at the time of Sex in the City, I was living a Samantha lifestyle. Sweetie, look at it. I mean, definitely. I was living in her neighborhood. I was going to the parties. I mean, it was a moment. Samantha lifestyle, for sure. Mm. But don't we all want to be the Carrie and end up a billionaires with a gorgeous oh, townhouse in all white? With oh, a God, key yeah. to Gramercy Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah she's not really in the we West all Village. Are waiting well, she for. never was in the West Village, but she, yeah. It would be even crazier if Sarah Jessica Parker moved to Gramercy Park. Right. She has to move along with Harry. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty extra for her. It's just, it's, stop moving, babe. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I'm a big therapy person. I would say for me, the greatest benefit of therapy, if I can look back at all of the years that I have spent in therapy, has been changing the way that I speak to myself internally. You know, everybody always says like, yeah, treat yourself the way that you would treat a friend. That's much easier said than done. So many of us are our own worst critics and it, it, it takes some, some, some help to untangle that. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment, visit betterhelp.com slash like Matt today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash like Matt. You know, this show is all about honest conversations where we we really face our fears. And for some of us, it's a fear of aging. For some of us, it's a fear of carbs. And hey, I get it. The fear is real. But that is why I'm so excited to tell you about our sponsor, Hero Bread. Hero Bread has remade many of your favorite foods, but in these fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein, and fiber. Two of my favorite things. I've always said, if I ever have twin children, their names are going to be protein and fiber. What did I have for lunch today? 
a tuna sandwich on their seeded bread. It was the perfect texture. It toasts up just like a dream. My God, was it good. And right now, if you go to hero.co and use code LIKEMAT, you will get 10% off your first order. So don't give up on being a breadhead because Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co, use code LIKEMAT at checkout. That's LIKEMAT at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Global thoughts on, and before you get into this episode, and just like that, Johnny, when the news comes out, when somebody named Che Diaz starts to take the internet by storm, how does that all land for you? I mean, I was so thrilled and excited to get the girls back and couldn't believe we were getting it, that I was ready to take anything and like even che diaz took a while to annoy me like we what especially at that moment we were dying to love everything and we were like look at them look at them including the non-binary character well look at it wonderful wait a oh god wait a minute oh oh oh, (laughs) it's not funny at all wait a minute this person has a comedy concert what the hell (laughs) This episode especially has some of Che Diaz's worst on stage patter. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Mm. There's a lot of really bad comedy for Che. Or it's not even comedy. It's like platitudes with a touch of joke that, I don't know. But regardless, um, Che Diaz was a little annoying. But mostly, every minute, even though there are things where there are bends in reality, where I'm like, that someone Miranda wouldn't do that. Carrie wouldn't do that. It didn't matter because I was just so thrilled. The girls were back in our life to get the fashion, to get the, I mean, the fashion alone to just, especially now where they have access to all of every designer, every bag. That's its own delight is just to be yeah. like, to watch it and then scroll the internet for like what super high end designer they put on everybody. I mean, I love it. I really love watching it, but I do love complaining about it as well. It's one of my joys. Absolutely. That's why you're here. Jeffrey, were you able to, you know, accept these new characters into your heart? I feel like I, similar to Johnny, was so just excited to have them back. So excited to be in that version, that reality of New York City, to have those voiceovers again. That truly, I feel like if they had added literal sock puppets and not wash the socks before they put them on their hands i would have been like let's go to brunch let's go to brunch with the socks folks i was very 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 open to whatever they wanted the fuck they really wanted to do and and um lucky for me they really wanted to do a lot of things so i i was i mean i definitely like everyone else found the the che of it all you know a bit um much from the start i don't think that's of any fault to sarah ramirez yeah. or or the writers truly i just think it was like i don't know i feel like they kind of they they, they needed to to do something like that and uh at the end of the day like i've seen so many stand-up comics that are so much more annoying exactly. than jay diaz <laughs> and like so many and so many that are the ones that are the people who are, have the biggest problem with Che Diaz and are complaining the most about Che Diaz on the internet 
like what a Che Diaz thing to be doing to complain about Che Diaz um, and it not being funny. It's just like, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's like anyone who's that riled up by it is probably being a little bit too much of themselves, including myself. Like any of the stuff when Che Diaz is like super annoying on stage. And in their comedy, I'm like, yeah, I've definitely been there. Like anybody is going to get up on stage and try to make people laugh or have the audacity to think they should have their own television pilot is going to be annoying. Like that person is just by definition annoying, an annoying person. So I do think JT has, is an authentic character in that way. Agreed. So I kind right. of accept them. Yeah, all gay comedians are like, oh, God, look, it's a little too much like what we, our real life is going on. And then you're jealous of Chady is like, how'd they get a Netflix special? Mm -hmm. Totally. I mean, I definitely, I will say like as the second season has gone on and, and I feel like, you know, they, as we, as we, as Che moved in a, in a slightly different direction, Miranda's in their relationship moved in a different direction. I have definitely been very, very relieved and it mm. felt like, you know, when you, when you have a friend who is um, finally no longer around someone you hate having to have dinner with, it definitely kind of has a feeling to that. <laughs> Go have dinner on your own, but I'm, I'm good to not have the dinner with that friend. Yeah. Do you know, Danny Pellegrino had a, such a great pitch for what how to fix Che moving forward, which is Che just becomes a singer. Because Sara Ramirez, as we know, is an amazing singer. We've seen Che perform in that way. Che has implied that they might be done with comedy. Yeah, no, that's it. And I also, again, can see the real, real version of that, that person, that comedian. I would absolutely all of a sudden be like, you know what? Let's try a pop album. I guess yeah. let's try, let's, let's throw this at the wall and see what sticks. I think that person would do that. So I'm all for that, Danny. Yeah. I'm all for that. Great idea. Good choice. Yeah, I agree. Well, this episode starts with, an iconic set from Che Diaz at a Pride event in Washington Square Park. And they're saying, um, you are part of the revolution and the evolution. One of the great jokes of the season, of course. Miranda is running and hiding. Miranda looks very cute, by the way, I will say. I mean, especially when you compare it to, you know, early days of the original Sex in the City, you know, when she's like hiding behind lampposts and full on fucking overalls, hiding from an ex mm -hmm. is, um, as I don't know what happened to her. Like, I don't know if it was ever explained why Miranda all of a sudden just woke up one day and had style. I mean, I guess the same way that she woke up one day and was a lesbian, but and an alcoholic. But I will say, I think as far as transitions for a character go, I'm very pro a gay alcoholic with good style. Same. And I'm glad she's she's there now. I'm very into that. Um, but yeah, she's been looking really cute all season. Yeah, Miranda's like, we were getting Sex in the City 1 and 2 Miranda, where she suddenly has great outfits, great wardrobe. I've got to say that Cynthia Nixon's performance of sneaking out of the rally was really top-notch. Right? Though, as someone who's performed at gay prides, there's no way Che Diaz would have noticed Miranda sneaking out <laughs> at that moment and seen so clearly every moment of her sneaking out. But I just, I, I remember watching it the first time and being like, look at that acting. I mean, no matter yeah. what they've put Miranda through, through all the seasons, Cynthia Nixon's acting is just top notch and she makes us believe it. A round of motherfucking applause for Agreed. this. And honey, she gets so manic 
in this episode, it's really lots of a real roller coaster ride to go on. And she really does it. And that's why I partially on board for the Miranda Che relationship is like Cynthia Nixon plays her attraction for Che so perfectly. Like she is just like this this horny little girl around Che. And I get it. I feel it, you know. But you're right. I mean, yeah, well, it was it to be fair, Che is performing for a smaller crowd in Washington Square Park True. than I think you're normally performing for at a gay pride oh, event. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Mandarin, suck up, Matt, suck up. Uh, <laughs> if only I could get Che Diaz gigs. Come on. <laughs> you are going to be co-headlining Pride West Hollywood 2024. With um, Che. With Diaz. Che, yeah. yeah. Johnny, where are you with the Miranda-Che relationship overall? I'd say that this episode was, I don't think I was hating it at all in the beginning. I mean, as someone who's had podcasts for so many years, I definitely was a little annoyed with podcast and like everybody that was a podcaster like that's not real they don't have a big office like that podcasts aren't that fancy carrie could have just done it from her house like all the complaints that you might have had with xny or whatever it was called but i think i was you know again the acting of cynthia took me along for the ride i kept wondering why does che diaz not just hit a weed vape pen why does che diaz always have to pack a bowl and smoke mm-hmm. it, taking their pipe out and smoking it everywhere. And it's like, Che, just be a little more subtle and hit the vape pen. They do it in this episode as well. I thought it was this moment with Miranda that maybe started to turn my feelings for Che because it was very like, we've been sleeping together for three weeks and your son doesn't know about me and you're open marriage is has not been identified that i'm your new person i think that as the audience this has started maybe a little bit where we were not liking or at least i was not really loving the dynamic between che and miranda i mean what did you think agreed if you're a fan of of it all you're gonna be team steve for just always at least i am i mean i i and i i think it's like Again, it's like when you have a, a couple of friends and like your friends and their couple and you love, you love them as a couple and you love, you love the guy. And then all of a sudden the, there's a new person and you're, you, it's hard. It's really hard. And I think we've all as a nation been really sort of like, you know, children of divorce a little bit with this. And like Shay represents a bit of uh, the new parental figure in the house and we're, and we're all throwing our toys out of the pram a little bit and not not <laughs> drinking all of our milk because we're like, Mom, get back with Steve. It's really hard. Uh, so so I, um, I do think, though, that this was kind of the moment where we all started to turn. I mean, yes, I mean, Che was obviously a bit much from the start. But again, I will. I'm going to argue, Johnny, though, and say, because I originally thought, why are you not just pulling out a vape smoking it? That's what a normal person would, would do. However... I also think that an egomaniacal stand-up <laughs> comic like that would inconvenience everyone around them and not think twice about it and, and pack a bowl and smoke it in a full corporate yeah. elevator and not give up five. And then <laughs> if they right. got in trouble for it, would be like, would like make a whole thing about it and like oh. have a full like Instagram story meltdown about yeah, it. Yeah, vape is too um, subtle I stand for corrected. I, I say you are correct about that, baby. You are correct. <laughs> that person would totally pack the ball in an elevator i really do <laughs> but at first i had the same reaction i was like well wait a second but this is not a normal person we're dealing with. 
You're this right. This is, is Jay motherfucking yeah, Diaz. Yes. Yeah. 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 What I was going to also say, though, is I do like when they make a become more and more flawed and become kind of more and more of a monster. I do think there's something really progressive about that. And I hope they I want them to, like, take it further. <laughs> I'm scared of what further looks like. I can't imagine Jay being more obnoxious, but you're right. Johnny, I'm so with you. This was the moment. I think in retrospect, if I like thinking back to what it was like watching season one the first time around, because I was like, Shay's so angry about Randa not being an open marriage, but like, so you've been sleeping with a married woman for three weeks and never even asked, like, what's the deal with your marriage? What's the deal with your kid? That also rings very true that Che is not curious in that sense. But I don't, part of me is like, if I were in that writer's room, and God knows I was not and never will be, but I would have loved maybe a little more of a transitional season for Miranda, where maybe it's not the realization that I'm a lesbian, it's the realization that I'm bi. Because as we know, she did have sex with men and like it a lot for many years. Obviously, that does not mean that she can't be a lesbian. I just think that would be an interesting color to see on her in the future. And also... What about an open marriage? Like, what if this was the episode where instead of just got to tell Steve we're getting divorced, it was got to pitch an open marriage to Steve because I still love him. In a lot of ways, this is working. In a big way, it's not. Um, that's a, that's a reason alone to stay together at that fucking Brooklyn right. Heights house. Um, I wouldn't. I I think I would put up with a lot for that. But um, I also feel like gee, Johnny, would you question whether or not? Like, and not be like, I don't care if they're, in, if they're in an open marriage or if we're just, if we're having, you know, something that the spouse isn't going to like, like, would you actually think about it? Because I probably wouldn't. No, I think, I mean, if I had just been making love to a married person for three weeks, which I would never do, of course, um, <laughs> I, I don't think I would be like, your son and husband don't know about me. We've been doing it for three weeks. I'm Special. I think I would have been like, oh yeah, okay, well let's dip out before your before your son notices or whatever. Out if the son knew, I think. I would be yeah. like, I don't want to meet your son. <laughs> That's not what I'm here to do. Honestly, we've been only getting together for three weeks. This is too soon. Let's get out of here before your son notices. Doesn't look like that. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> He looks very good. <laughs> he looks great. I love new I mean, talk about perfect casting too. Like he looks exactly like the baby that used to play Brady. The same person, but I just hadn't really thought about how like TV shows work. Obviously, it's not the person that was I, I can't but confirm I, that it's it not, was. you know. Oh, in my mind, it was. By the way. Same. I also thought like, wow, the kid's grown up really well. And how great that he's had this same job. Since yeah, and he's, he's turned into a great, a great actor. You know, he didn't. Uh, He's doing so well. We're all so proud of him. (laughs) Good for Brady. By the way, speaking of the olden days of Miranda's household, a couple weeks ago on this show, we started talking about Magda. I was like, where is Magda? Bring Magda back. How How come no one's mentioned her? And several people have reached out, and I do have to issue a correction and an apology that the actress Lynn Cohen, who played Magda, passed, I think, a few years ago. Once again, I won Google and I could have. Or the movies even. Like, it's been a while. Yeah. Is Magda not even in the movies? I don't think she is. Mm. Certainly not the sequel. God. 
Right. Not in Abu Dhabi. God bless. Well, rest in peace. Can we talk about Abu Dhabi just briefly? Because I am on a, I I don't know. If we continue doing this show, we'll dip into the old Sex and the City and maybe even the movies. And I think that there is some value to Sex and the City Part 2. Jeffrey, when's the last time you watched that? Within months, definitely. (laughs) Like, Definitely, since the last time it was cold outside, for sure. Like, definitely the summer, I would say. And it's also definitely a plane I I will always pick mm. But I probably saw it three times in the theater when it came out. I fucking love that movie. I will say it did not make me want to go to Dubai. Sure. But otherwise, no notes. <laughs> Johnny, any notes from you? Same. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it definitely... It's wacky. We're having a wacky moment. Oh, I've got to eat all these figs for my hormones or whatever the hell she's oh, doing. Yeah. About. I like it, it is definitely where the first movie was such a beautifully done and, and realistic uh, version of the sex in the city world gotten bigger there was so much drama and tears and i know that part two they were trying to be like it's like it's the depression we need our stars to go on big trips and have wonderful times and adventures that's what the people want and so it was a little jarring at first i think when we all first saw it expecting something else but on repeated watching (laughs) it is a trifle and a delight i want to go to abu dhabi with the girls i do too it's like four and a half hours long, I think. And I could use another at least 30 minutes. Same. Yeah, give me the, I want uncut, the, the uncut version. Yeah. The only thing I did not like about the movies that happened a lot, and I felt like we were all came to expect it, was we always the girls had to always run into each other and scream while walking down the street. And I felt like we got that a lot, especially in part two. I was like, ah! Honey, oh, and we're there. We all look fabulous. Oh my God, you look fantastic. That may be graded on me slightly, but the movie has held up. And Aiden in the movie has held up quite a bit. I mean, he is—he's at his hottest when she runs into him in that in that market. Definitely his hottest in the Sex and the City too, for sure. Yeah, certainly hotter than the jacket choice. I was happy to see oh. Aiden, but the jacket, the jacket, oh. the jacket. Oh, I know, Johnny. I the know. jacket choice i know there were so many choices i know that he chose the jacket but the jacket was not that jacket made such waves in my life i still have a tech a group text and the title of the thread is and this makes no sense but it's jacket is the new che and i couldn't even tell you what that means other than that it's a reference to that jacket has that has stayed with us and it's so on the nose complete sense to me i fully understand everything Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Jacket is the new chat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what am I saying? It's It speaks for itself. Yeah. The jacket's there. It's inappropriate. It's uh, It keeps coming back. It, <laughs> you know, it's so in so many ways, the jacket is the new chat. It's that, tearing that the internet apart. on the money, baby. You're right. Right. You're exactly. Right. It's ruining It's ruining everyone's life, including Chase. I think we can all agree the best moment of this episode is getting to see Carrie's walk around the block smoking ritual with the kerchiefs and the kitchen gloves. I mean, to see her smoking in any, it's so comforting. I would say, and there's a lot of people that have made smoking look cool. And I'll be real, it is cool. But it is, it's a cool thing to do. It really is. And um, it does kill you, but so do a lot of cool things. (laughs) 
but I think that she, I would say Carrie Bradshaw is up there with Betty Davis as far as the greatest on-screen smokers of all time. So to add um, rubber gloves to the equation is just, you know, sort of a embarrassment of riches. That's right. I mean, we had such two high fashion moments in this episode, the return of the dress, the big dress, and then Carrie's babushka rubber glove smoking look, which when we saw it in the paparazzi photos before the show came out, we did not understand, but we loved. And we said, look at that. Look at her. She is serving that look. Did you see Carrie in that babushka? Oh, baby, she's got those rubber gloves. Are those Valentino? Oh, my. I mean, the fact that Carrie was smoking again, when we all saw Carrie smoking again, as a former cigarette smoker, I was like, better smoke. Oh, yeah. Oh, Carrie is smoking again. Oh, my God. Everything is good. It was really a delight. And when... When you actually saw it in the episode and got the comedy of why she's in the babushka and the gloves, and it wasn't just a wild fashion moment, it was, you know, it paid off. God bless. Speaking of fashion moments, remind the listeners where we first saw that iconic dress, because I certainly remember without having to Google. Right. That dress is the big dress that gets comes out of Carrie's Mary Poppins-style closet which holds every outfit from the last 20 years with absolutely no problem. Carrie is back and forth to storage every couple of days because there are so many layers and years of clothing. But it's the Versace dress from Paris where she's laying on the bed, right, with Mr. Big. Oh. She's waiting for him to come back. Isn't that, that it? Is that, that's what she's wearing when... Barishnikov slaps her and then she's yeah. she's big. I thought that's what, what it is. is. Am I wrong? No, I actually couldn't remember. That's why I was asking. But I think you're right. Yes, that is. I believe that is the dress. That's, that's the, the dress where they dress. remember they went. Yeah, the big dress where Patricia Field was like, there's a dress that wants to be on the show. Yeah. Like, well, we have the perfect place for it. And they put her on the bed and. The dress, I remember thinking it was Chanel back in the day, but of course we know now it's a Versace tour. That's right. And also like, honey, what's that doing in the closet? That, I mean, that's a, that is a $80,000 dress. At what least. is carried? Where is the care for this garment? I mean, doesn't she like, she keeps her pots and pans in the, in the oven. You know, this is not a, this is not an organized lady. Yeah, not a conventional gal. Well, don't we also get some cameos in this episode from there's a lot of for Sex in the City detectives when Lily is in the closet, you can like freeze frame and pick out iconic outfits that are in Carrie's closet yeah. from all of the years. Were we meant to recognize the poncho that Lily was wearing? Because I vaguely did. You know what I'm talking about? Like a poncho is supposed to do, but I did not. I did not notice a poncho. Who's poncho? No, I, I don't know. I didn't remember it either, but I did remember when this show came on, freeze framing the closet to see what kind of Easter eggs there were. And though I can't remember them off the top of my head, feel free, everyone, to go back to this episode and see what you can see. Because I know there are some iconic looks Definitely. in the closet. I love seeing Carrie as auntie. I love the cozy vibes of like Lily can sleep over. It's not a big deal. That's the dynamic that's set up here because that's how close she and Charlotte are. That's how entwined she is with their family. 
lot of carry. I don't think I, that's where I lean more toward a Samantha where I would, I Charlotte's kids are not coming over to stay tonight <laughs> and, and they're certainly not playing around in my fucking closet. Like get out. Honey, get your dirty fingers off my couture dress. <laughs> Put on my rubber gloves. Exactly. By the way, how are you feeling about the way Samantha's absence is being handled in the show? I like, I'm sad that she's not there every single moment, but um, overall I'm enjoying the storyline. Oh, I was going to say never before have a text character so touched my heart in a way that I was like, it's her. She's here. I don't remember where, when when we get our first when do we get our first Samantha text in this series? I mean, she's texting her in the first episode to, or second episode to thank her for the flowers, but then right. she doesn't. Yeah, I think she doesn't respond till maybe the third or fourth. That we see that like well, when we get a bunch that, of unanswered. Yeah, when we start to see the text, and I forget what she says, but it's like, honey. I mean, you can hear her saying it, and she's right there of course we want like samantha's life in the uk to be part of season three let's just pull up the brinks truck okay she doesn't have to film with everybody we already have disparate stories of all the girls and all of our new girls and everybody else so why can't we just let's get a uh, let's get her in the studio in london for a week we'll do a samantha storyline that we can cut oh. through everything else. She can be like, Carrie, I can't believe it. This happened again. I'm I'm with 20 naked men and I'm on the Tower of London wearing the Queen's jewels or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. I, I, that is just as, that's not as far-fetched as a, a Naya storyline that has nothing to do with anybody else or a Seema thing that is separated from everybody else. We, we can do, we can bring Samantha back and they still don't have to be in the same room. The world needs it. We need it. Matt needs it. Unblock Matt, justice for Matt, justice for Samantha. I mean, they could also perform together. Like, they don't people act with tennis balls all the time? And then they like, like, how did they avatar? None of those people are together. Yeah, the good wife. Why can't we bring that technology? Yeah. What is the good wife? And the good wife, Juliana Margulies and um, one of the other actors didn't like each other. And they, there's a famous scene that they are sitting at a bar together and they weren't actually in the same room. I don't understand why they, I think you could absolutely just like put her in front of a green screen, spin her around, let's go, put her in all, she Listen, could be in every single scene. I agree. And I know where AI is the number one thing we're fighting for. I wouldn't mind a Kim Cattrall AI carve out if that's what it's going to take to bring her back. But what do you think is the likelihood that we could actually bring it full circle and there could be an actual healing that takes place? between the actors and she, and she comes back for real. Like all of the, I mean, you know, interpersonal politics. So I don't want to speak for any of them. However, I mean, in the day, you know, you're just making a TV show. So like, <laughs> like, and you get paid a lot of fucking money to do it. Yeah. So just like tough it up and um, give the people what they want. People cash those checks. work with people all the time that they don't like. You know, I mean, our producer Renee and I Enjoy hate each other. Yeah, viciously. Most people in a in a in a work environment don't like each other, right? I mean, uh, I don't. I think that's probably the case. Like, not everybody gets, but there's always going to be somebody you don't like at work. So, I I personally, I think for the good of the nation, for the good of the world, I do wish there could be some kind of coming together. 
for more than just a phone call in a car or a text. I would love, I'd love to see those four girls having brunch. I'd love to see those four girls having brunch. Listen, the world is burning, as we all know, and... Hollywood is people are coming out of the woodwork trying to do their part to, you know, bring peace to the planet. And this might be the only thing that can do it. Just saying. It can help. Certainly couldn't hurt. Agreed. I mean, we don't want to go back in time. We don't want to mention the Kenty tweets that went yeah. on back in the day. I don't even want to mention them or what they said because we don't want past hangers and pains come up let's just delete tweet let's join delete tweet where everybody goes to join to get rid of their tweet their old tweets so they can't be used against them we're going to get rid of all those tweets yeah all those comments where you were like never happened yeah 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 we're gonna pretend it never happened we're gonna all say isn't money honey isn't money fabulous we're going to take the money and we're gonna do it Getting them together at brunch seems like pushing it, but a Samantha's full storyline, a side storyline in London. Oh, that seems, as far as I'm concerned, like that's happening. If that doesn't happen, I will take to the street, you know, but I'm saying let's, I'm already thinking ahead for what are we doing in season four, season five to escalate this and bring her even closer back into the fold. Right. This show is a smash hit. Max is living for it. We definitely are going to get, we're, we know we're getting three, we want four, and we want five, and at least by five, maybe everybody will be like, let's just do it, come on. Yeah, it ain't going to get any better. Girls, 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 let's do it. Speaking of brunch scenes, what the fuck is this lobster restaurant that's like kind of one of those, fa- it's kind of like a sweet green style semi-fast food place, but they're eating like brunch lobster and crab? Have you ever seen such a place? That's a hard pass for me. I don't think that exists in the world, in the real world. And if it, but it does again, like the idea, like it does believable. I do believe it. There's so much bullshit like that. Like I hate sweet green. I just hate that place. And I don't, I don't love a place where you order at a counter. I don't, if I'm going out to pay for food, Mm -hmm. unless it's McDonald's. And I certainly don't want lobster or crab served that way. At some mm. sort of cor- corporate place that uses lots of plastic. Agreed. Yeah. So we've got Charlotte blowing Harry. We've got Harry uh, with his new aura ring. Lily has a Finsta account. We're wandering into the Chelsea I mean, market. Sweetie, to you, you're just going to, you're going to dash over Charlotte blowing Harry. This was a moment. This was a prosthetic penis that the internet said, huzzah. Wait, we do we see to... his penis? Yes. Harry's? Yes. Oh, God, I missed that completely. There's another penis in the episode that I absolutely noticed. Couture, Cox, and Manic Miranda. Right, there is another penis. But you definitely, there is a prosthetic cock that happens when the door is getting slammed. First of all, this is an important moment for Charlotte. Because this is a great, I thought this was a great moment for Charlotte. We got, I loved how Charlotte was like, you know, it wasn't like old Charlotte, like, I'm going to blow you. She was just like, do we have time? Let's do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This really let us see the evolution of where Charlotte was and why Charlotte is in a happy marriage. I mean, like why she is 
she and Harry still have that spark. I thought that was a really great moment from a performance perspective as well as writing perspective that we got to see where this is where Charlotte is now. She's blowing Harry in the bathroom, you know, if they've got an extra five minutes. And that's why her marriage is rock solid. So we can't just dash over that, sweet. Thank you. You're so right. That Let's give that the respect it deserves. And I am so, I love Charlotte so much. I'm so happy that she is having a better sex life than anybody else in our show because she deserves it. They're nailing the Charlotte of it all. I think yeah. just across the board, they're nailing the Charlotte of it all. Why is it unrelated? I mean, somewhat related. Why, why, why does it have to be a prosthetic penis? Is that like a rule? Can you not show a real penis? It's a good question. I don't know that uh, Evan Dealer's choice. The wonderful actor who plays Harry, does he want to show his penis on Max? But I feel like Euphoria, they always say all those penises are fake, dude. You're like, I don't know, it just seems like a waste of money. Like there's a penis already there. Why are you buying a new penis? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Come, just show your dick. I don't know. Well, the other list I mean, that's I, the downstairs I, I, I boyfriend. Agree. Show your dick, but I feel like people probably are like Look, you don't have to actually show your dick. Just slip it in this prosthetic dick. You can be any size you want. You can, it can be whatever, you know, they don't have to worry about whatever, like showing their shrewd penis to the world. Be like, oh, it's just a prosthetic. Or they can lie and be like, yeah, that giant dick, it's mine swinging That's around on, on, on camera. The downstairs neighbor boyfriend dick was not a prosthetic, right? I can't, I mean, I'm... I've seen a lot of dick, but I do not know how to tell the difference between a prosthetic one on camera and a real one on camera. That's just, I, yeah. I've got a lot of skills, but that ain't one of them. I wish they would have just have lied to us and just told us that all these prosthetic dicks were real dicks. So we could be like, finally, we got it. We did it. We got all the dicks on TV now. But now we all know that every dick you see is probably a fake one. We have the Miranda Steve combo where she's she's leaving him. This was heartbreaking. I mean, I love him. I'm so sad for him. I don't know. Jeffrey, were you a big Steve and Miranda fan, you know, through the original series, the movies? I just think he's so great yeah. a, as like a character, but also as an actor. And I think he's I always thought he was a great fit for her. I mean, I kind of think they're going to eventually end up back together. Maybe. I hope. But. Yeah, no, that's been very heartbreaking, you know, and I feel like because I feel like in the movies, you know, with all their troubles, they like got to such a good place. And so, I mean, I guess that's real life where, you know, you think you you've climbed the mountain and then there's a there's another another place to climb. So I definitely. um, Yeah, it makes me sad. It makes me truly sad. I hope that Steve is is having a a nice life without her. Johnny, how did you feel about what? What happens after this? The rest of this season, season two, Aiden coming back, you know, the Samantha cameo, all of it. Oh, I mean, well, the end of this episode where I thought this was one of Miranda's greatest moments was when she's in the cab calling Carrie and being like, Carrie, I'm dead of Steve. I'm heading to Pittsburgh. I thought that was such a, a great moment for Miranda again top-notch Cynthia Nixon performance. And it really left us to be like, oh my God, what is next? I did go back and listen to a Patreon podcast I did about this episode back in the day when it aired. 
And we said, well, oh, God, I, I bet she's going to show up and something terrible is going to happen. They're going to break up. But I don't want to see any long-term relationship with Che Diaz and Miranda. They better not start dating for real. But I've got to say that season two, I loved. I loved it. I I thought the way they handled Che Diaz and gave finally some different levels to their journey and their personality and their the troubles that they were going through i thought that was really great aiden's return personally i was like how are we gonna get out of this what is gonna how are we gonna get out of this i mean because we know we don't want a season where carrie and aiden are dating because the show when carrie has a regular boyfriend is not what we yeah or i do not desire that it gets boring was like when we saw when the beginning of season one of and just like that i was like if this show is carrying big get salad takeout for dinner i'm gonna be very unhappy and of course they knew what to do (laughs) kill but Mm -hmm. when aiden came back i was like how are we gonna get out of this i mean what is he gonna dump her like how, how how could this happen so a lot of that of season two was me trying to figure out how's carrie gonna get out of this and Same. again, I, I loved every second of it. As did I. And I predicted that we were going to end similarly to, to, you know, how we did. That it wasn't going to be a breakup per se, but that they were going to be kept apart by circumstance. So that, you know, we get to have our fun of a single carry or single-ish. But that she can still have a happy ending, just not now. Just in, like, the year 2055, when this series finally ends, then... Right, she and Aiden can be together. We don't want any more major pain for Carrie. I mean, I hear yeah. we're all that, right, Jeffrey? Oh, and Jeffrey's like, mm. I think we can use. I think she could use a little more heartbreak. I mean, I think <laughs> Carrie, Carrie's a strong gal. She, it, I mean, I don't, I don't think all of those characters could handle relentless heartbreak, but I think that Carrie actually can, and I think it leads to, you know, good writing for Carrie. But I was, I I mean, I was very excited when Aiden showed back up. I got, it was when they started hinting around that he had kids and that, like, that, I don't want to, I do not want to see Carrie Bradshaw be a stepmother with anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want, like, I don't want, uh, you know, like, Alec Baldwin, like, to play himself and, like, he leaves Talaria and, like, you know, starts dating her. As, As interesting as that would be, I don't want to see her with one kid or eight kids. Or that's truly where I draw the line. I think the minute Carrie Bradshaw is a, a mother, a stepmother, a, a mother figure, is where we are. Where we're jumping. Or a daughter. I or a daughter. See. We never meet her parents. We know nothing about those people either, and we apparently never will. Never want that. I don't want that. I don't want it. I don't want that either. Yeah. So I I was happy to see him go once. It was like oh. We, she, are we going to meet these kids? I hope he's not going to bring the kids up from Virginia. God, don't bring <laughs> the kids up. And um, he didn't. And um, and the, you know the we're we're now safe. But I I'm I'm eager for her to have a fun. I'd like another like a burger link re- romance. Like what is that? Like four or five episodes? Like mm-hmm. I'm I, that's kind of a sweet spot for her relationships for me. Like a like a half a season relationship. I enjoy those, but that's, uh, but I, I know what you're saying, but she's like actually happy and like settling down. Uh, we're, we're, we're all going to be a little, a little bored. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see more boyfriends with chemistry. I thought like every guy that, that, that came in just, I was missing the, 
Zaza Zoo as that's right Day or whatever. Like it just like it was a lot. And also uh, one comment about Aiden. I why did I feel like they had to put Aiden on a major Atkins diet for three months before the show to get him to become as thin as possible and to completely make him hairless? I kept seeing them and it was like, why did they wax his body? I know that that a- actor is not. 1 million percent hairless at age like 58 but yet they kept the the way they presented like this is how you've got to look Aiden you got to be thin and you got to be hairless that's the only way they're going to accept you you got to get on your sexy plan I I kept being like why why does Aiden look like this why does Aiden look like a plucked skinny chicken you're right. I I believe that he was so nervous for this reunion with Carrie and had it, it was built so built up in his mind that he went on like a crazy sort of like makeover bender before going to New York where he was like, I got to wax everything. I got to go to the tanning bed. I got to diet. I've got to get fashion. What's what what do what do got people wear in New York? He goes to some store and they talk him into buying this hideous military jacket. And then that's why he's wearing that, you know. I think it was all his own doing. And I assume he had already done that. At my big fat Greek wedding three. Mm. So maybe that was like Mia Bardalis was like, I want you hairless for my, for the third movie. Maybe that was, I didn't see it. So maybe that was a big plot point that like Mia Bardalis's <laughs> husband, all his, his body hair fell out. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was my biggest issue being about- aside from the jacket was Aiden overly thin overly plucked look which didn't ring true to a man who lives in a cabin in the woods in virginia you're not wrong well any other thoughts any other uh hopes and prayers for season three what lies ahead for us no i i want them to keep on keeping on being true to what and just like that is i appreciate that i do think the second season got better and better Mm -hmm. and i think uh and i hope that the third season continues to get better and better but i think they're just in a nice groove and i when an episode ends am immediately depressed that it's over and when a season ends i'm suicidal so hurry up i'm with Um, you i have a gun to my head why do you think i'm beating this (laughs) dead horse and dragging people back into season (laughs) one to talk about episodes we've already seen I'll do anything to just just be with my friends for a little longer. Agreed. Michael Patrick King, you're listening. No matter how much the world complains, we complain. People have their own things. We love every second of it. The girls are back. The one thing that was missing for me was where was the overly detailed documentary about the fashion choices, the styling choices. I needed that for this season. Because that is also half the fun. Seeing Sarah Jessica Parker re- reset decorating, uh, yeah. seeing the, the racks of clothes, and seeing the. I wanted to see the process of them choosing the jacket for Aiden. We need that. We got it in season yeah. one, and we need it for every season because that is another character, is the styling, the artistic process that goes on into making the show. And when we, the season ends, we are depressed. We're like, where are the girls? They won't be back for another year. And then we uh, we can at least get to really nitpick and re-enjoy looking at all the choices of couture that gets sent from Italy and the 
things they brought out of storage. So please, can we please get that also? And thank you. Thank you to everybody that worked on it just like that because it's a fucking delight. Agreed. We are just so lucky to have it. And also anything that matters, people complain about, you know, that means people are actually paying attention. So yeah, it's 2023 without complaining, nothing exists. Just keep doing, keep doing the, and just like it, that routine. I love it. I love, love, love it. Johnny McGovern, Jeffrey Self, thank you both so much for being here. This was so fun. A delight. And just like that, it was over. And Just Like Matt is a WOW podcast production created and hosted by me, Matt McConkie. Our executive producer is Renee Colvert. If you've got a burning question about a relationship or friendship problem, or really anything Sex in the City adjacent, just record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us at andjustlikematt at gmail.com, and I'll answer your question on the show with my very fancy guests. 